Doctrine and Devotion is sponsored by the 2019 Doctrine and Devotion Conference on Biblical Theology. So us? Yeah. It's sponsored by we us? We sponsor our own. So then, how, wait. So we, actually, that's great accounting practice. Is that is that good? That's good. Now we're able to expense it, and it lowers. Ooh. That's really good on the balance sheet. Oh, okay, good, good, good. All right. Well, listen, go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash conference to learn more. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You know, sometimes people talk about how they listen to our podcast on like halftime, like half speed. Okay. Because they think it's funny because they say we sound drunk, which we never get drunk, by Mm. the way, for the record. But but if you want to know what we might sound like, people say they play it at half speed and they say it's really funny. I feel like I'm going at half speed right now. I'm so tired. You're so, why are you so tired? Because I got up like early and it's been a long, it's at nighttime oh, now. 6.30. Five. Good. I got up at five this morning. What? Yeah, I got up oh. five this morning. I had my early morning DG. Okay. And uh, going through the book of James. It was really nice. Who's D- in your DG? Uh, Jim Engelman and Tony Dopke. That's a good DG. Mm-hmm. That's a good DG right yeah. there. I got DG after this. I know you're going tonight. You know, you gotta, you got to wrap this up. Yep. All right. Yep. And what? what uh, who's in that? Uh, I got Peter Frost, uh, mm-hmm. Colson Hauser, mm-hmm. Greg Earl, mm-hmm. and handsome pa- Greg. Well, we don't call him that there. Oh, no, no, no. You guys do insecure, but go ahead. And then uh, Paul Rusin. Oh, those are good. I like those people. Yeah, cool. it's a good group. Really good. Sweet. Yeah, man. We're going through Romans. Oh, mm-hmm. choose the big boy book. Look at you exactly. guys. Exactly, <laughs> James. Do you got the scripture journals from ESV? Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, we're rocking that for for James. So listen, um. Man, the, the the conference man is coming along. People are registering. Like uh, we, we got the swag. We got good books. We're giving yeah, away. We only have four hundred sets of swag. Yeah, yeah. For the first four hundred registered, so don't miss out. Get in on it. Sign up now. Some of you guys missed out on it last year. Don't don't make that mistake twice. You don't want to be walking around with no bag. Or you get a bag, you get but a you bag. won't have all the books in it. You just be like, oh, everybody got free books. Uh, and cool, you probably don't cool, have these cool, books. Cool, in fact, cool. I'm pretty sure you're not going to have most of these books. And they're good. They're so, good. So we're yeah, announcing man. them uh, little by little, uh, what the books are. So we're really, really excited. Thanks to all of our sponsors and to yeah. Sondervan, our premier partner. It's exciting to see people like, because you know, they got to get in there. They choose their breakout sessions, you know, and they, they get going and they're, yeah, yeah. they're like, it's pretty cool. It's really awesome. Yeah. They're filling yeah. up. Up and you know it's uh, really noticed, a lot of excitement. I noticed you so, you know you were on Twitter. You were actually kind of bragging on it about how how exciting it is that uh, people are are you know registering for the breakout sessions and that yeah, one really, one I'm, even, I'm, you I'm really like, excited about you it. You were like it? one even sold out. You were like so uh, excited. Okay, I know where you're going. No, with I'm this. just saying like you were you were sharing like how exciting it is. You said, "Wow, Jasmine Holmes and Philip Holmes breakout session on biblical theology and marriage is full. Don't worry." We have opened up more seats. Register and get in. Look how much I love our people. Well, I made a way. You made, you made it. Yeah, you, yeah but, you, but let's not let's not sidestep that. You You sounded a little surprised that people chose that one. What, what do you mean? No. Wow! Exclamation point. In fact, Philip Holmes. Phil Holmes said, uh, "Hey guys, this was a pleasant surprise for me and Jasmine, but your social media manager seems a little too surprised with that." Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like people are putting words in my mouth. You know, no, like, you said, wow, yeah. that was what you said. No, no, He's no, not, yeah, I feel people are judging me by my words. And that, that happens. That, that's what happens. Well, yeah. I, I judge my, like, look at my heart here, guys. I was excited yeah. for these things. You but were you excited know, that the underdogs of our, of our breakout sessions actually got so many. First of all, uh, we know who the underdog is. 
and don't make fun of Steve anymore. I would not do that. No, no, seriously. Nick can't handle this kind of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, he, listen, he doesn't know it was me. I mean, yeah, he does, not, yeah, he does. because uh, I said, oh, that's right. I said uh, that wasn't a social media manager. That was Jimmy. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, thank you for throwing me under the bus. Hey, that's, listen, uh, but we got more seats open for that, and uh, it's going to be good. Man, um, we're going to get back into the 1689 on Saving Faith. What chapter is that? 14. Is that 14. All right, 14. Paragraph 14, 2. Paragraph two. Paragraph Do you want to go ahead and read today. the whole thing, please? Oh, yes, sir. All right. Uh, let me bring it up. Here we go. By this faith, that is saving faith, a Christian believes to be true whatever is revealed in the word for the authority of God himself and also apprehends an excellency therein above all other writings and all other things in the world as it bears forth the glory of God in his attributes, the excellency of Christ in his nature and offices, and the power and fullness of the Holy Spirit in his workings and operations, and so is enabled to cast his soul upon the truth consequently believed, and also acts differently upon that which each particular passage thereof contains, yielding obedience to the commands, trembling at the threatenings, and embracing the promises of God for this life and that which is to come. But the principal acts of saving faith have immediate relation to Christ, accepting, receiving, and resting upon him alone for justification, sanctification, and eternal life by virtue of the covenant of grace. It's mm. a good paragraph. Right, That's a good paragraph. I love the 1689. It is so good. You should get it tattooed on your arm. You no, do, like, no, 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 <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, yeah, no, I was the first 1689 tattoo. Oh, you were the first. I was the first. You were the first. No, I was the first. no one else. No, no, one, no else one else was dumb enough before I no did it. No one else no, said, no. I'm going to get a 1689 yeah. tattoo. I was it. And then uh, and then everybody else went, hey, that is a dumb idea. I think I'll do it too. And now we got a bunch of dumb people doing that thing. All right, man. So as we're looking at this, um, you know, this, this, this particular paragraph on saving faith, mm -hmm. we can break it down into a, uh, into a few different sections, right? We can break it down into that saving faith believes the Bible, saving faith values the Bible, saving faith obeys the Bible, and saving faith trusts in the Christ of the Bible. Ooh. And uh, that might be probably the best way for us to just think about it organizationally okay. as, we, as we work it through it, as we work through it. And so... This idea that saving faith believes the Bible is seen in that very first clause. By this faith, a Christian believes to be true whatsoever is revealed in the word for the authority of God himself. Mm, I mean, Paul says, or not Paul, sorry, uh, in Acts, Luke uh, 24, 14. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets. So, Joe, as we look at this, I mean, you see, right, that, that whatsoever is revealed to the word of God for the authority of God himself. And so we we look to Scripture, right? Scripture right. is is a priority for us as we uh, as we read, as we study, as we meditate, as we share. Uh, I mean, this we we are, are Christ centered. We're gospel centered, but we we are word saturated. I think it's a good way to put it. And by the way, it is Paul that said that. In the book of Acts, written by Luke. Just want to go back and clarify. Oh, yeah, you know, thank you. Because you were right. You okay. were right. Don't, well, don't doubt yourself. Yeah. Well, you had it. You oh. knew. You knew, like, this Paul. But then you saw Acts, and you were like, yeah. Yeah, but I want to make remember. sure, you know. Yeah. yeah, 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 you, yeah. you got it right. Thanks, thanks. So, thanks. Um, you know what? Why couldn't you have my back with Phil like I have my back right now? Oh, because you were you were wrong with Phil. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that's important to note here is that um, 
you know, belief in the Bible does not equal agreement on all doctrines. So like it, it, and I'm convinced of this as well. I think the 1689 is right. True faith believes the Bible. You take the Bible as the word of God. Um, and so you trust it. What it says, you trust it. But this does not mean that every Christian believes in the same doctrines. Mm. We have differences of opinion. So Difference of interpretation. Right. Yeah. So like, for example, um, uh, Garden, Flowers, what's his name? Flowers? Horton Flat Layton Flowers. Layton Flowers. It was a weird first name. I can never remember Layton. It's not weird. Uh, How's that a weird? Layton. Layton. Yeah, Layton. 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 Just say it. It sounds weird. No, Layton. Yeah, that sounds weird. Um. So, like Layton Flowers and uh, and and us, like we we all believe that the Bible is the Word of God. It's yes. inspired. It's inerrant. It's yep. true. But we disagree on how to interpret parts of it. And so, but that doesn't. Um, you're not saying that makes them any less of a believer. No, 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 no. One of us is wrong, or we're both wrong on certain doctrines. Correct. But a part of saving faith, there's no such thing as a believer in Jesus, a true believer who rejects the Word of God. Mm -hmm. uh, they accept that it is the Word of God, and then we're working hard uh, to figure out what it actually does. Why do people? Say. Why do people though hesitate or struggle to believe that the Word of God is true? In general, why do people? Yeah, in general. I, well, I, be, <laughs> I mean, good, our culture today looks and says, hold on. Well, that's an archaic book, right? Yeah. Well, I, by nature, we suppress the truth of God. Paul talks about this in Romans, right? Even what is revealed of God, God's general revelation, they suppress it, even though on some level they know it to be true. Well, the special revelation of God is even more likely to be suppressed by a sinful nature because it's specifically calling on us to do things, right? To repent and to believe, to mm -hmm. put God first. And so, yeah, I think the sinful nature naturally pushes back against the revelation of God. And uh, especially when it doesn't line up with what we want to believe right. about certain things. Yeah. Because what do people say? Like, well, the God that I believe in would never such and such. Yeah. And such. Right, yeah. Like, okay. So it's just making it up as you go. It's nice. <laughs> the, the, the God of your imagination would never do that. But that's mm -hmm. not really what we're dealing with. But when we say that belief in the Bible accepts the scripture as the truth. Yeah. Right. Um, we're saying that that a Christian believes that this actually is something that came from God. We know it was written by men. Yeah. Right. But uh, but inspired it, by the Holy Spirit. Inspired by, it came from God. Yeah. I mean, Second Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction mm. and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So we see that scripture is is. It's not just enough to accept it as truth, but that that as we're reading it, we see that it's changing us. As mm -hmm. we're reading it, our minds are being changed. Our heart is being changed. Our behavior is being changed. Our right. attitudes are being changed because as we're reading it, it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and then for training in righteousness. Mm. That's the good. purpose of which that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Yeah, so we need it, right? And we know that we need it. And that really kind of – it brings us to this this next you know, aspect of it, that saving faith values the Bible. Yeah. Right? We actually cherish it. Continuing on on the 1689, and also apprehends in excellency therein above all other writings and all things in the world – as it bears forth the glory of God in his attributes, the excellency of Christ in his nature and offices, and the power and fullness of the Holy Spirit in his workings and operations, and so is enabled to cast his soul upon the truth consequently believed. 
man. So like the, the person that believes uh, in Christ, you know, believes the Bible is God's word. And then they therefore value it above every other thing. And there's a lot to value in the world. There's a lot of good stuff, right? Yeah. A lot of great podcasts, you know, a lot of great books. Yep. Uh, but even not just about intellectual or knowledge wise, right? Uh, there's there's a great scenery, right? Like you can behold yeah. some of the great wonders uh, creation, of God's creation. Yeah. Art, film, right? There's like, there's so many good things. that Even we the might... dark films. Oh yeah. Well, some of us prefer those. Um, and then you got <laughs> things like family, right? Yeah. Family. But uh, above all, everything else, all other writings and all things in the world, we value, we see the excellency of scripture. And, and the Bible talks about this, right? In Psalm 19, Verses 7 through 11, listen, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. So the scripture is sweeter than the sweetest thing. They're more mm. valuable than the most valuable commodity. And you can like, do you see that video that's floating around on uh, on Twitter and Instagram about the, these Bibles that were smuggled into China? Oh yeah, I that did suitcase. See that. Dude, and they, I watched it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. They uh, it's so up, weird that you brought it up. I watched it yesterday. Yeah. So they they open up the suitcase and pop, bang! It's just. People, these Christians just flood in. They grab it. And what, what do they do when they grab those Bibles? They They're kissing it. They're, kissing they're crying. It, they're cry- yeah. Yeah. They value that Bible. They understand like the gift that we have, right? Right, and we just like you know willy nilly, yeah, throw it around. Well, I gotta buy it. I gotta buy it. Well, I gotta buy <laughs> it. Why, why, why can't I just have it? You know, like, <laughs> is it God's word free? Yeah. Well, I want the leather binding so I want it to be sewn binding, leather bound, but I don't want to just just give it to me. Like, I don't understand <laughs> why does it got to be so expensive? So, um, and we have we have access to the Word of God, you know, for free all over the place in different translations and and different formats. And uh, yeah, we don't really value it as we should, oftentimes. So we're supposed to value the Bible, yeah. right? We're supposed to treasure it. Saving faith does treasure it, and the confession actually talks about like why it is so precious to us. Yeah, first, I mean, because it bears forth the glory of God as we read it. Uh, uh, God's glory is revealed to us, right? We see uh, who he is. We see his character. We see right. how he interacts uh, with his people. We see his graciousness. We see his forgiveness. We see his holiness. We see his mercy. Uh, and so and and we see how he interacts with with his people, with this saving act right. uh, throughout Scripture. We see this redemptive history, yep. uh, God's sovereign hand working uh, and culminating in his son being born, living a perfect life, dying on the cross uh, for, for our atonement, being buried, raised on the third day and ascended into heaven is right now interceding on our behalf. I mean, that's and one day will come back for us. Yeah. Right, and that he will scoop us up. We will be with him. Wait, wait, he's gonna scoop us up. Scoop us up. He's yeah. gonna scoop us up. He's gonna scoop us up. I don't think he scoops us no, up. No, no, no. You think of like a crane. Yeah. You think of you know like the toy crane, like, like the claw, the, the claw, the, 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 the claw, claw machine. Yeah, kind of like in Toy Story, the yeah. claw. Oh, it's like the, that. The, the I don't claw. think. That, yeah, he's gonna scoop us up. So you you don't believe in a rapture. You believe in the claw. I believe in the claw. Okay, got it. I All right, just making sure. Just making yeah, sure. I just want to make sure. You know, I'm very clear. We're defining our terms. Okay, that was uh, good. Yeah. Words mean things. Words mean things. But that we would we would then be able to worship and stand in His presence in all His glory and behold Him for who yeah. He is fully. See, the thing is about 
the glory of God. If it is the, 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 the reflection of all that God is, his beauty, his weightiness, however you want to define the it. Claw. <laughs> the, um, you, you can, you can get some aspects of God's glory in creation and we marvel at it, right? We, you look at the Grand Canyon and you marvel or you look at these shots of a way out, you know, distant galaxies and all this stuff, mm. stars, you know, dying or being born or whatever it is. Like people are like, wow, I get a sense of the glory of God. But you get a better picture of the glory of God in scripture yeah. because there the true character of God is much more laid out in greater detail. And and it and it really, and, and the confession goes on to say another reason that we treasure it is something that you touched on, right? Because it bears forth the glory of God, but also the excellency of Christ in his nature and in his offices. So what you see them, what you see them doing here in the confession, right? It's the glory of God, the excellency of Christ and the power and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Trinitate. Oh, doing the Trinitate right there. My goodness. So, um, because it reflects God, uh, with great clarity, we have the, the glory of the Trinity really, right? So you have the glory of God, the father, the excellency of Christ in his nature, right? Human and divine in his offices, prophet, priest, and King. Uh, the confession talks about that as well. Mm -hmm. And then it even says, I mean, this sounds a little, you know, Sounds a little Sam Storms right here in, in the third point, doesn't it? That uh, uh, power uh, and fullness the of the Holy Spirit. The power scares me. The fullness. No, no, but I can... see, here's the thing: you're you're reading it wrong. Oh, it's power. Oh, is it? Yeah, I can't do it. It's power. No, power. Power. No. Power. Power. No, I can't do that. Holy so, Spirit. Power. So it's power and the you got a TD Jakes it. Full, full fullness of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, well, I, why does that, that make you uncomfortable, how Joe? Come, how come? I, how come we don't talk about power of the Holy Spirit very often? Uh, I think. Well, part of it is, I think, one, uh, ignorant, right? And I mean that in the best possible sense, right? Uh, we don't talk. <laughs> you, you can never say the word ignorant without qualifying it. Because you are you, paranoid. No, I am so paranoid. Yeah. I'm a paranoid that's going to be that one person that says, why are you calling me dumb? Ignorant doesn't mean dumb. It means you're uninformed. Yeah, it no, means you don't some know. Some people hear it and say, oh, you're just saying I'm I'm dumb. Okay, well, yeah. But that, but they, that means that they are dumb because they don't know what ignorant no, means. No, no, I'm not doing that. You, no, you no, can that, be that's ignorant. not what I'm doing. I'm you just saying, I'm saying, no, but if they actually sense, think ignorant means, means the wrong thing, then they're dumb. You don't have knowledge because you have not been taught. Anyway. So I think that's part of it. I think there's also, we've, it's a reaction. It's a reaction to the charismatic The charismatic, yeah. Yeah, we're cessationists, right? But we don't hate on the Holy Spirit. You know what? If you don't believe in and talk about and revel in the power and the fullness of the Holy Spirit, power, you ain't confessional, bro. Mm. You ain't confessional because it's in the confession. Now, what the power and the fullness of the Holy Spirit is, is going to be unpacked in the Reformed tradition, I think, in a superior way to some of the ways that that might be unpacked in other traditions. But in the scripture... You see the glory of God, the excellency of Christ, and the power and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. These are things that are so valuable to us that we therefore value the Scripture. Yeah. Because without the Scripture, we don't see those things. No. And we're not going to experience those things. No. And you know what? One of the things you don't want to miss out on experiencing when we talk about uh, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit's presence at the Doctrine and Devotion Conference on Biblical Theology, May 3rd and 4th. That's right. We're going to start calling the... Um, the uh, the Doctrine Devotion Conference, uh, the Temple. It's, it's, it's going to be called the Temple from now on. I don't think on. we're going to do yeah, that. Yeah, we're going to do called the we're Temple. We're not going to do that. And Doctrine Devotion Temple, because that's where the Holy Spirit dwells. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to do we're that. We're not going to do that. So, Joe, we've got the conference coming up. Temple. What are you really excited? <laughs> Stop it. What are, you, what are you excited about for the conference? Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, Dr. Jimmy Hamilton's. Mm, doc, uh, 
Jimmy Hamilton's is my jam. He is my jam. And um, I'm just really excited. I know he's a really good communicator, teacher, preacher, um, scholar. And uh, I'm really excited because I've never got to sit under his teaching before. Mm. I've just read his books. So I'm really eager for that. Of course, I'm super stoked that our buddy... Dougie Logan's is coming back. He oh, is coming back. He's everybody's jam. Oh, gosh, everybody loves everyone Dougie loves Logan's. Doug Logan. Um, but man, I'm 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 pumped about the the breakout speakers. I'm pumped about the uh, the sponsors that we have. Uh, it, like this is turning out to be a very cool conference, and I just. Yeah, the whole thing is just awesome. The part that I love the most is the fellowship, right? Like we get the we get the teaching, we get the instruction, eh. and we get the the swag. Eh. Uh, we have all that, but the fellowship, yeah. right? The opportunity yeah. to to gather with oh, other brothers and sisters, sisters in Christ oh, uh, and get gosh. to know each other, right? Leave so I get alone. to interact with with listeners of the podcast, People. but then I get to interact with these speakers, right? Like so, you have get it's to come. You get, yeah, <laughs> you get to go and have this opportunity uh, to. Fellowship and talk to Dr. Hamilton, to Doug Logan, yeah. to Nick Batsick, to Steve McCoy, to Jen Thorne, to Phil and Jasmine Holmes, right? Everybody's and, accessible. Exactly. You have the opportunity to maybe uh, delve deeper, maybe in, in whatever topic that they were preaching on, or maybe something else that's been on your heart. Uh, and so you don't want to miss out on this. Uh, Ooh, first, you who else is going to be there? Who? Hey, single ladies. Travel is going to be at the conference again. Oh. Oh, there you go, ladies. All right. There's something to get excited about. Yep. He uh, he will be there. So head on over to DrDevotion.com slash conference and register. Okay. So the saving faith, right? It it believes the whole Bible, right? doesn't mean that it gets everything right about the Bible. We don't interpret it perfectly, um, but... I think the confession interprets it <laughs> very, very well. Yeah. Like it's a very good interpretation of the Bible. But, you know, we're going to make mistakes with with that. We're going to have disagreements. But we do believe the Bible. Saving faith values the Bible. But then we also see that saving faith obeys the Bible. And this you, you started to touch on this a little bit earlier, Jimmy. Where, can you read that in the where it talks about that in the confession? Yep. Uh, and also acts differently upon that which each particular passage thereof contains, yielding obedience to the commands, trembling at the threatenings, and embracing the promises of God for this life and that which is to come. Okay, so we can we can break that down right into three basic categories, right? Saving faith uh, leads to obedience, repentance, and hope. Mm. Let's break it down like that. Um, and so, obedience. Uh, like, I don't know, people get people trip up on this all the time. Uh, we're saved by faith alone in Christ alone. Yeah, and obedience is the consequence. It is a necessary consequence of faith. Uh, the faith that justifies uh, is never alone itself. We are justified by faith alone, but faith is always accompanied by other saving graces. Mm-hmm. And so obedience is this natural byproduct of saving faith. In Romans chapter 16, verses 25 and 26, now to him who was able to strive, I'm raising my hand for the benediction already. Yeah, good job, uh, buddy. Started yeah, to do, raise my hand. Yep, yep. <laughs> now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ago, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience oh. of faith. Oh, the obedience of faith. <clears throat> so the obedience, and Paul talks about this in Romans a couple of times. That Romans one, right? So faith, it it is the means by which we enter into this relationship with God. We are justified upon believing mm-hmm. and forever secured. Right, our sins are forgiven. We receive Christ's righteousness. Our standing is locked in, and now, as a consequence of having been justified, we enjoy uh, the law of God as a rule for godly living. Obedience, it, it, it's what comes from saving faith. And there's also repentance, right? Paul to King Agrippa in Acts 26, 19 and 20. 
Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. So as we're reading mm-hmm. scripture, uh, we are receiving this correction uh, and we need to repent. Right. We have to yeah. repent where uh, we're appropriate. I mean, we need to repent of our particular sins. Particularly. particularly yeah, like yeah. How'd you like that? See, that's that's con- I, I, Confessional callback. See, you're mm-hmm. welcome. I, I, I listen to things. I yeah. remember things. I, I read things. <clears throat> Why are you wearing safety glasses? Why are you making fun you of You have me? safety glasses on the top of your head <laughs> right now. Like Stop. clear. You don't have sunglasses on the top of your head. You have safety glasses. <sighs> plastic I came safety. from work. Okay, well, take off the safety glasses. I forget. I forget. It holds my hair back. Oh, my gosh. Right, yeah, go you, won't, you don't know that problem, right? All right. So to talk about – so saving faith, right, yep. uh, it includes with it repentance. Correct. Okay. I, I think a, the life of the believer is marked by repentance, right? Yeah. Uh, we're continually repenting because we're as we're growing in our faith, as we're growing in holiness, uh, we're being confronted with our sin more mm. and more. You should be seeing your sin uh, more readily and confessing and repenting of that sin. Even as we're repenting and overcoming some of the sins in our lives and we're growing in godliness and becoming mature and living a life of, of righteous obedience to varying degrees – even if we overcome some of these sins or many of these sins, our sin will always remain with us in one form or another, and it will always be painful to us. In fact, increasingly painful to us if we're mature. Oh, yeah. We, we begin to hate it. We, yeah. we hate it more and more. So there's, you know, saving faith uh, leads to obedience and repentance and even hope, right? Mm. It's um, that we embracing the promises of God for this life and that which is to come. So hope uh, for what God is doing and will do and where where it's all going to end is a major part of faith. And Romans 15, 4, for example, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope, mm. right? Hope for what God is doing and will doing, his promises are so secure, it actually changes our mindset and stirs our affections. Mm. Romans 15 uh, verse 13 also says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, there it is. Oh, you may abound in hope. Power. Mm. Did I do it right? (laughs) Power. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But I love that abound in hope, right? He's the God of hope. And because of that, you can abound in hope. Mm. Uh, so, Joe, we, we've said uh, saving faith believes the Bible, saving faith values the Bible, saving faith obeys the Bible, and finally, saving faith trusts in the Christ of the Bible. Not the Jesus of our imagination? No. Not the Christ of our choosing? No. No, not uh, not the Jesus is my homeboy? Not the... No. No. Is Jesus a, is a friend of mine? Yeah. Jesus oh. is a friend. Jesus is a friend. I have a friend in Jesus. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What? That was what? bad stuff. So <laughs> that's that's your generation. But the principal acts of saving faith have immediate relation to Christ, accepting, receiving, and resting upon him alone for justification, sanctification, and eternal life by virtue of the covenant of grace. You know what's funny is when neophyte Calvinists they uh they start fighting and like, we don't accept Jesus. Jesus accepts me. Mm. We all need to knock it off talking about, hey, bro. Ah, Liberal. Yeah. Just, you know, listen. Okay, So obviously some people mean that in a weird way, but there's a sense in which you could talk about accepting Christ. You can definitely talk about receiving Christ because that's how John puts it. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. So saving faith um, is focused 
on Jesus. The scripture is given that we might know this Christ. Mm. Right? It is, it is, it, it, it's all scripture that points us to this, right? Like in, in Luke 24, when Jesus is on the on the road to Emmaus and he's talking to these disciples and they don't even recognize who it is because this is a post-resurrection Jesus. And so Jesus takes the time to unpack the law and the prophets and tell and this them. This is before the claw got him and he went up. That's right. Before this is pre-claw. Yeah, pre-claw. Before yeah. the ascension or what you like to call the, the claw. claw. Uh, first fruits of the claw. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... Um, you know, he's saying, like, listen, the law and the prophets, all of it testifies of me. Mm. They, 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 they couldn't see it in, in, as they should have been able to. So Jesus was pointing this out. So saving faith, you know, yes, it trusts the Bible and all this stuff. But ultimately, all of that is leading us to see Jesus clearly. Yeah. That's why we go to it, because there we see the mediator, the only mediator between man and God, the man Christ Jesus. And it also holds out the covenant of grace. And we've talked mm-hmm. about this a couple of times. Joe, how, how would you define or how is uh, the covenant of grace defined? Well, because God is always related to humans and will only ever relate to humans through covenants, um, we see these two basic covenants in the scripture. There are more covenants, but we see these two big ones, the covenant of works in the garden before sin, the covenant of works based on Adam's faithfulness. Well, he wasn't faithful. He broke that covenant and the curse came. Mm-hmm. So it came with it death and judgment and hell. And immediately after that, God begins to promise a covenant of grace. And he says that um, that you, what what, I gave to you to do, you could not do. Therefore, I'm going to do it for you. I will save you. It's a unilateral thing. I'm going to save you from your sins. I'm going to grant you fellowship with me and eternity with me. It'll all be of grace. And so the scripture holds out the covenant of grace, right? That it, um, it, in the person and work of Jesus Christ, most clearly seen in the new covenant. And so that's really our hope, right? Uh, it is in Jesus Christ, we're not given laws to obey by which we can be made right with God. In Jesus Christ, we're not giving uh, an example to follow by which we can somehow measure up and uh, and earn heaven. In Jesus Christ, we see him keeping the covenant for us, the covenant that we couldn't keep. Mm-hmm. He keeps the covenant for us, and by faith we are united to him, and in him we are safe or saved. And this is what saving faith is all about, right? Saving faith is ultimately about our trust, reliance, dependence, uh, reception of acceptance of Jesus as Lord and Savior. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at DocInDevo or on Facebook slash Devotion. You can head to the website, DocTrinityDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday blog post on, and we are the Fresh Pod. I'm just going to say that right there. We are the Fresh Pod. Yeah, every Mondays and Thursdays. I, I, we, we, listen, listen. Often, we, don't, we don't listen to your podcast. Yeah, often imitated. Yeah, never duplicated. Yeah, and it will not be reciprocated. And we won't be devastated. Yeah, but if you push us, you'll be decapitated. Ah, uh, and then we'll be incarcerated. Oh, Ooh, what you got there? Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video cat time on Fridays. Later. Not the incarcerated. Power.